welcome back to Pop Topic. We're here to discuss all the latest news for the first week of October 2021. We are here for the spooky season. And to help break down all these news, we have Tristan. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. We're not in October yet. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, by the time this comes out, it'll be October 1st, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, so we're, we're head of the game here. Or maybe not. Let me double check. Uh, no, no, it won't be. It'll, it'll be the 29th, so never mind. Uh, we're, we're getting, we're preparing people for October. Yeah, we're just really excited for October. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, wake me up when September ends. Uh, who, who gives a crap about this month? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so we're just pretending it's already over, because, yeah, no one cares about September. Is September the least liked month of the year? For kids, it is for sure. Yeah. I think that's why it kind of has that sort of stigma, you know? I think it's just kids hate it. And everyone's a kid at some point in time. Exactly, yeah. I think the stigma is we all grew up hating this month because it's the beginning of school. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like the month before October, which is Halloween. So when you're a kid, that's even more exciting. So it's a bit of a drag. It's between summer and Halloween. Like, who, who likes that month? Yeah. And I still love June, even though I don't get summer off anymore. So there's really no reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, baby, it's June. Yeah, you're like, woo, summer season. Gotta go to work on Monday. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't change nothing once you Yeah, it's all the child mentality here. Um, yeah. Yeah. As a as a movie lover, uh, you know, I I more so hate like January because there's like no good movies out. But while September is the start of like the award season, so um, well yeah. September like August and September used to be known as dump months also, right? It was yeah. Like the second season of dump months. Yeah. Like January and February, yeah, and then you got. Your, uh, your August and September. This year with the pandemic, it's completely different because we have a lot of really great movies pushed back. And also in the past year, we are starting to get some better and better movies released in these months. But that's also true with January and February. We're getting better and better stuff being released in January and February. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely exceptions. Like Get Out was released in February. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same with, a, uh, I think, both Deadpool movies. I the first one was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the second one was the summer. I think the second one was summer. Yeah, I think the second was the summer, but the first one, because they didn't think it was going to be this big hit, they pushed it. Yeah, I didn't know how big yeah, it was going to be. Pushed in February. Um, so, yeah, no, that's fair. And more so February, uh, September, I was saying it's the awards. It's like the start of the awards. It's the start for the critics to see the movie, so we get like the hype for what's good and what's bad. Yeah, because it takes place in, in September. Yeah, so it's not like we get to see these movies, unless it's Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, we only get to see the good ones. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're keeping the bad ones for later. Uh, we finally heard yeah. some news about Macbeth, the Cohen movie baby, so I'm excited for that. We got a, we got a release date for it. We also got like, a poster for it, did we not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, we finally got some material for it. I, I, I'm excited for it. And it's coming out on December 25th, so I can't wait to spend my Christmas uh, with the Coens. <laughs> yeah. That's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I like how it's dropped on Christmas. A real Christmas film. It really is. It's the kind of movie I want to go watch on Christmas. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we uh, have seen some movies lately. We've finally been hearing some news, but we've both seen Dear Evan Hansen, uh, which seems to be a bit of the talk of the town the last week. It's the newest movie that dropped. Uh, it's beginning some controversial buzz, but what was your thought on it, Trist? I think it was perfectly fine, and from what I'm seeing, people are hating on it too much. That's my opinion. Well, you're talking about me, Tristan, because I think this movie sucks. I hate this yeah, movie. Yeah, I know you hate it. A lot of people really seem to not like this one. It's like a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I saw it about a week ago, I believe last Thursday. So, you know, a little, little bit ago. And I got, I, I, I you know, I, I feel like I hate it before it was cool to hate it. I feel like the, this last week everyone's really been shitting on it, but... I don't know. I think, uh, I, what is it that you like about this movie, Tristan? I literally don't know anything that's good about it except Julian Moore is in it. But, like, she's not even Once like, again, once again, I said I thought it was fine. I never said I thought it was phenomenal or, <laughs> okay. or fantastic. But it's a perfectly decent film. I thought I thought the story was fine. I liked the characters. Oh, the concept in general is kind of a, kind of a nifty idea. Yeah, I like the music. Uh, I don't think any of the songs were, like, particularly notable. I couldn't name you any of the songs from the film. Um, but when I'm watching I didn't dislike any of the songs. I thought they were all catchy tunes. Um, most of the hate uh, I, from what I'm seeing is everyone saying Ben Platt looks too old. I never got that. I thought he looked perfectly fine. 
yeah, everyone keeps saying he looks too old, and I, I do think he looks too old, but that's not really my issue with it. I feel like people are so focused on, oh, he looks like he's 30, that means this movie yeah, sucks. Like, I get, don't get me wrong, he, he looks, you know, maybe a little older than a high school normally is. He <laughs> yeah. doesn't quite look 30 by any means. But go back and watch Grease. They all look way older than Penn Platt does. Okay, well, here, oh, well... Uh, they look like middle-aged men in Greece. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up some examples because I was thinking of some too. Like Greece is a good one. I was thinking the original Spider-Man. Like you know, no offense to Tobey Maguire, he does not look like he's 15, right? So yeah, obviously, exactly. Like, like we've had this so many times in Hollywood before. I don't know why this one's becoming such a big issue and everyone's hating this one. I I think they're giving him way too much hate for than, than he deserves. So here's the why it's an issue for me though, because the weather if they don't look like they're 15 but if the movie isn't about them being a naive 15 year old then it's not that big of a deal like spider-man's about him just being a superhero him being 15 isn't really a big believable storyline that i need to follow but if this film is about this guy who's supposed to be 15 years old and is pretending that he knows a dead person to get close to the girl that he has a crush on and to like continue this lie and sabotage his family. Uh, I need to believe that he's actually a naive, stupid 15 year old and not some 27 year old that is just trying to be young. It, it, when I look at him, I don't see, oh yeah, that guy is just making a really naive mistake because he's super young. I go, oh, he looks kind of old. Yeah, this story does not really function that well. Um, I don't know. We still understand. Like, when I was watching the film, I still understood he's a 17-year-old. You know what I mean? I was like, why is this 20-year-old grade 11 student making stupid decisions? You know what I mean? Like, like I, you know, we knew he was in high school. So the, the why he was making stupid decisions was just as believable whether he looks like he was 14 or whether he looked like he was, you know, 24. It didn't really matter to me. Okay. Um, although I do, and I'll say this again, I've said it before, I hate it when movies and films and shows use the plot of the main character as a dumbass to move the plot along, where the entire plot hinges on the main character consistently making real stupid decisions for no reason that I always find real annoying. Yeah, it's, honestly, they could pick any person to play this character. I don't think... I, I might have had less of an issue if it was like Tom Holland or someone that looked younger. Maybe it would have been less annoying, but it's still annoying to have somebody make so many stupid decisions in this movie. Like, I couldn't root for this guy at all. And maybe uh, it was the same guy that did the musical on stage, right? Maybe that worked because he was far away, so nobody could see how old I he really it is. the same guy who played the original. Yeah, exactly. So I think yeah. being on stage was more beneficial because, you know, he's kind of far away. Nobody can really tell that he's got, like, wrinkles and, you know, he looks well, a little no, And older. also the, move, the musical came out, like, five years ago. You know, he was quite a bit younger than that. <laughs> That's also a big factor. Well, it was four years ago, so he was still, like, 23. Like, he was still playing, like, someone that was quite a few years older. But, yeah, you're right. Those four or five extra years definitely don't help. Yeah, it's, especially COVID. If there's every year that's going to age you more than normal, we well, just went through them. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, but he did play somebody in a Netflix TV show. I heard I haven't seen it, but apparently it looks younger than that. So I, I maybe just the makeup department sucked. I'm not quite sure because you can make twenty year olds look like teenagers in movies. They they've done it quite a few times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. People just keep focusing I on. Looks that old. I, I, I never, I never was taken out of the belief for the film because I thought he was older. Anyway. I was taken out a few times. Uh, but when he's singing, I kind of get in. Like I kind of believe that it's this teen singing. Like when he sings, it's really good. But there are a few times where I'm a little taken out of it. But th that's not the issue for me. And uh, it's the same issue I have with the theater. I just think this story sucks. I think everybody does like these really horrible things. So I, I, I just don't understand why people like the original theater version like i just don't think this is a good story i don't know i was definitely thought it was interesting uh, interesting for sure i went i walked in because i did your theory where i didn't watch the trailer and i walked in thinking okay i'll be watching a, a high school musical you know from like 2021 it's gonna just be kids singing in a high school that's all i knew from the the poster i saw uh and uh yeah so it was very very interesting that it was a movie about um, you know, it's a kid doing suicide and then uh, his sister absolutely shitting on him every chance she gets. And then Evan Hansen pretending he was best friends to try and get in the sister's pants. And then the, who is it? The the girl that like runs the fundraiser when she released. Yeah, yeah. Kid in Cal, yeah, so yeah, when, yeah, when she released the suicide note, I think that's why I tapped out. I was like, okay, literally no one's likable in this. Like, why would she ever 
functionally think that was a good idea. Uh, everybody made terrible yeah, decisions. That was, right. that was the decision in the movie that also took me over the most. Yeah. I thought that was most ridiculous. And on, they, there's no, where's the argument as to why that's a good idea? I couldn't see anywhere how that's arguably a good idea. And like, Evan Hansen, we're supposed, like, you know, by that point in the movie, I've been, I'm under the understanding that this person's just an absolute moron and unlikable in every functional way. But at least this girl, up until that point, I thought, okay, she's the only smart person that's like a kid, right? Like, she's the only smart kid here that seems to have a good heart. And then she pulled that move, and I was like, okay, so. Just the fact that she hated her brother? Yeah, she constantly was, like, mocking him and saying, like, pretty yeah, much saying it's fine like that he died. Brother, right? She, she did not have a good relationship with her Yeah. But that doesn't really make her an idiot, right? I guess. I, 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 thought, I thought the way she handled it was pretty idiot. Like, I feel like, uh, even I, if this guy was, like, really rude and terrible, like, the, the it was, like, the morning after he killed himself, she was like, well, good. He was he was such a horrible person. Well, like, holy cr Like, yeah, you're right. I guess she's not yeah. an idiot. She's just a terrible person. Yeah, she's just yeah, like the day after she was acting like that. Yeah, I I didn't like I didn't like anybody that was under the age of twenty seven because Evan Hansen's twenty seven. That's fair. Yeah, I liked the I liked Julianne Moore. I, I liked her, but she was she with the mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she played Evan Hansen's mom. Oh yeah. Yeah, she she was she was good for one scene. But yeah, I, for me, uh, age aside, honestly, Evan Hansen could have been forty. It didn't matter to me. It was, it was the story that drove me nuts. I don't think this is a very fun story. I don't think it handles mental disability well. I thought it was fun. All right. Well, I, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a cool idea. It was sort of. It's sort of like one of those, you know, like start with a small line, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. When can you end it? Kind of film. So what was the line they started with? Where were they like? So what happened? What What would happen if a kid pretended that? he was friends with a person that killed themselves. Like, like how would that work out? Is, is that how they started? Well, the lie? Yeah, I mean, that would be the original lie. Is basically, the first lie was lying that he didn't write the letter, right? When he did write the letter. Mm -hmm. um, and then it continued from there, right? Then he lied about how he was good friends with him. Then he lied about how he broke his arm. And then he lied about how, you know, and then it kept getting bigger how more, you know. The dead guy, I can't remember his name. What was his name? I can't, Connor. Connor yeah, was in the Connor. Connor on the cast, right? And you started lying, but why Connor was on his cast? They got bigger and bigger, and you know, and then they started the whole program. And I guess it's fun. I don't want to keep telling anyone for the film, but most definitely, snowballs gets bigger and bigger as the film goes on. You start seeing, all right, and then it gets too far. Like when when can you reel this back in? It's okay if you spoil yeah. it. If anybody hasn't seen this movie yet, uh, I it only came out this yeah. weekend, so I'm assuming well, most people haven't. Yeah, and... Hey, if, trust me, guys. This is one you're going to want to No, I was going to say, if you haven't seen it, uh, this would be the last movie I would ever recommend. Do not watch this. So it's okay if it gets spoiled. You don't You don't need to see this. So, you know, I'm, I'm done hating on Dear Evidence. I have many yeah, issues with it. But... I, I thought it was a perfectly fun <laughs> film. The, the entire ball, the kick the ball rolling for the plot does rely on the main character making a couple stupid lies. Um, but overall, after, after, after you get over that... The rest of the film is pretty fun, I think. I had fun with it. I thought the music was fun. I thought the characters were fun. <laughs> I think I didn't find I didn't find the main character hateable at all. He uh, was definitely stupid at certain points, but I never thought he was like a, a bad person. Yeah, and well, I I literally have nothing nice to say about the lead character, but I will say even the sister, who is an absolutely terrible human being, the actress is really good. Like she gets really into some of those scenes. Like the performances for some of the characters are pretty good, even if their characters aren't. So yeah, there's, you know, there, I said something nice about the movie. Uh, one other thing I will say that's not criticizing at all, but something I just, I'm curious if you noticed it as well, but the guy that played Connor, apparently he was supposed to be the understudy for the lead character uh, in like the theater. So he's like involved with that as well, but a bullet dodge because I think his singing is, let's say unique. I don't, he only ever sang like that one song in the library. Think, yeah. Right? Yeah. He sang the one song. I don't really remember how good he was. Like, I can't remember, really remember. Okay. I don't notice, remember like noticing, Oh gosh, he's awful. No, 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 no. I wouldn't even say it's awful, but Oh. When you eventually watch it again, because apparently you like it, I will never see this film again. But when you eventually listen to it, Tristan, listen to that song. He sounds like Kermit the Frog. It's uh, it's got like that weird voice to it. When Kermit sings his songs in the Sesame Street, uh, that's what he sounds like. I I kind of like like I kind of liked it for the one song. 
him being the lead wouldn't work. I, it was crazy to me that he was almost the lead for the theater. I'm not taking away anything from his voice. Uh, he's just got a very interesting singing voice. I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, I pointed out to Adrian that she couldn't like not hear it afterwards. So yeah, if you ever listen to it again, let me let me know if you kind of see that similarity. But I thought I think that's why that was my favorite song. I thought it was pretty uh, entertaining listening to him sing. Yeah, I'll look into that. That's hilarious. I had no idea. Yeah, so, you know, uh, that was my favorite part about Dear Evan Hansing, the, so, the song that Connor sang. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, maybe, maybe yeah. the movie would have been better if he was the lead. Yeah, maybe, maybe. He looks younger, so I would have believed it a little bit more. That's true. He does look younger. You <laughs> though I think his character is older. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His character is supposed to be two years older. So maybe they should have swapped uh, because... You know, that, uh, Ben Platt could have maybe portrayed a nineteen-year-old better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, was he was he not in the high school? I I think he was like graduating that year. The the Connor guy. So yeah, maybe, he graduated eighteen normally, don't you? Yeah, so maybe he was eighteen then. I thought I thought Ben Platt was playing a seventeen-year-old, but maybe he's playing sixteen, or maybe it's only a one-year difference. Yeah, it could only be a one-year difference. So, anyways, that's it for the Dear Evan Hansen. Unless you have anything else you want to say about uh, that fantastic film, Trust. No, I think that's all, all I got. I think I said everything I wanted to say. There's a lot of good movies coming up this next month. I think uh, the, the month of October. I mean, that's why we were trying to pretend September's over, Tristan. Uh, I think October's going to be a, f- a fun time. Yeah, we're just really stoked for all the October movies. I am, yeah. Even uh, Netflix is having Guilty, which is coming out the very first week, which looks really fun. Uh, then, oh, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a remake off of a, I believe, German film that came out a few years before. So I want to watch that one as well, because I heard that that one was really good. But anything with Jake Gyllenhaal, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, I'm excited for French Dispatch, and uh, Last Night in Soho is coming out at the end of the month. But also Dune, which has gotten insanely good reviews. So, you know, it's going to be a good month. Yeah, people seem really excited for this new Dune movie. Yeah, I'm not really that excited except for the buzz it's getting now. Apparently it's going to be really good. So, you know, I'm anticipating it. But it's just yeah, not I've my kind of thing. Yeah, I haven't seen the original yet, but I want to before I watch this remake. No, I've heard the original's terrible. I hear it's long and slow. I've heard the director pretends he never made it because he hates it. Really? But isn't it like a cult classic? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a cult classic, yeah. But he, he still hates it. Oh. I think he was I kind of... I didn't know it was supposed to be terrible. I thought it was supposed to be really good. The original movie? Yeah, I don't think it's supposed to be really good. But they're both based off of a book, which is supposed to be really good. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, people love the book. Yeah. You know, we're all excited for this month of October, but, uh, you know, we have something to look forward to next Christmas, because we have the Super Mario movie. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, so they we finally got the cast announced, or at least the main cast for the film. And you know, it's some very interesting and some surprisingly good choices, I think, for this cast. Yeah, I think the cast most definitely had some some really knockout picks in it. So we can go through all the lineup here, maybe weigh in on each one on what we think, Tris, but we can start off with, obviously, the titular character himself, Mario, who's going to be voiced by Chris Pratt. This seems to be the most controversial one of all of them. This seems to be the one I'm hearing a lot of people... Do you maybe just want to list all of them, then we can talk about them afterwards? Okay, for sure. Yeah, we do that. So then we also have Charlie Day, who's going to be voicing Luigi. Anya Taylor-Joy, who's going to be voicing Princess Peach. Jack Black voicing Bowser, Seth Rogen voicing Donkey Kong, Keegan Michael Key as Toad, and then we have a few extra side characters: Fred Armiston as Cranky Kong, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, and then Sebastian as Spike. Uh, and then obviously the original voice of Mario, he's going to be voicing other characters as like a cameo. How do we feel? How do you feel about those? The uh, the picks there, Quentin? Honestly, better than I thought it was going to be. I, I'm actually... I, I, yeah, yeah, I like a lot of them. Yeah, I'm pretty okay with this because, you know, uh, famously, I hate Illumination. I think they're the worst film in studio at the moment uh, in Hollywood. I just don't like Illumination. So I had no faith in them getting 
good people. I knew they were going to be getting a popular, a bunch of famous names. That's all they really care about is getting, getting in the money. Not really. Yeah. yeah, You're not really actual voice work talent, you know, just big celebrities. So I was expecting some celebrities. I didn't think they would put that much effort into it because I think some of these are pretty good. I think Anya Taylor-Joy's Princess Peach. I think that's a really good one. I think she's actually would be really good at voicing Peach. I think uh, even Keegan-Michael. Yeah. I think Keegan-Michael Key for a toad i think that's a fun one i actually think he would do a great job as toad uh, uh yeah i think he's gonna be great. i'm really excited for charlie day as luigi yeah oh uh, yeah that's gonna be the next one i was gonna point out i think charlie day as luigi um i think luigi and mario not having any italian accent would be a little odd but if you're gonna not go that route charlie day is probably the best option for luigi like i think he's a pretty solid one uh, but i think the best one in my opinion is jack black as bowser Jack Black as Bowser. That's I don't know. I I, I, I like the direction of Jack Black as Bowser. Not the direction I thought they were gonna go, but I thought that was, I, I after seeing it, I'm like, you know what? That does make sense. Yeah. At first, I was thrown off. At first, I was like, oh well, he doesn't have a deep voice. He doesn't really fit that at all. But lately, Bowser's been kind of like a kooky villain and being like yeah. really wacky. And I think Jack Black would really fit that. I actually think he's he's my favorite casting choice because it's so odd that I really think it'll work. Yeah, his character's not as menacing as a uh, Bowser used to be. No. He's most definitely a little goofy, a little sillier. So Jack Black playing him, I think it would be fun. Yeah, I, I have high hopes for it. I, I could also see it just not working, but I at least think that this has some fun potential for Bowser. I think it's a good one. And a, uh, the last one there, Donkey Kong, is played by Seth Rogen. Yeah, the Donkey Kong and Mario ones are the ones I don't really love, but maybe they'll surprise me. I... Just can't see Donkey Kong being, like, some stoner dude. I am so stoked for Seth Rogen to play Donkey Kong. I think that's going to be fantastic. I literally couldn't be less excited. I don't think it's going to be great, but I also don't think Donkey Kong's going to be super in it, right? Like, I think he's going to be no, less... No, I think he's going to be side character. I think they'll meet him for one scene to maybe get some, like, advice on how to take down Bowser or something, right? Like, I, you know, I don't think he's going to be... But crucial. it's very possible I can see if they want future films. I think it's very clear that if you want future films, hence yeah. why like Warrior and Wally G don't seem to be in this one. I guarantee you they'll be main characters in the next one. Probably the antagonists of the film. Uh, I feel like Donkey Kong could become real important in future films, possibly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he could even get his own movie, right? Him and Diddy. Yeah, exactly. Him and Diddy could very much have their own film. And of course, it'll still be played by Seth Rogen. I doubt they're going to be changing the actor halfway through. So... It is going to be an interesting direction to take the character. Yeah, well, and then, maybe, maybe Seth Rogen, you know, is going out of his comfort zone and trying not playing that the stoner bro. Yeah, if he tries to not do the stoner thing, if he tries to not do his laugh, I cannot see Donkey Kong with his laugh, like, at all. I feel like he won't have the same laugh. I think he's not going to have the classic Seth Rogen. Okay, I don't know. He had it when he was Pumbaa. I'm just saying. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he can stop it. <laughs> it's like trying to get Old Wilson. I'll say, wow. Yeah, well, they did that for Loki, so who knows what these studios are yeah. doing now? They're killing, they're they're killing our favorite parts of these people. Exactly. Yeah. So if they do have uh, a Donkey Kong and Diddy spinoff movie, is it going to be uh, him and James Franco, or is he too canceled? I think I think Seth Rogen even come out and said that he's too canceled. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I even if he gets uncanceled, uh, Seth Rogen said he doesn't want to do any more films with him ever. So That's all, yeah, Seth Rogen said that. What about like the. Uh... Jonah Hill. Another one of those guys, like in, in that crew there. Yeah, who's the lead guy that was in This Is The End? Oh, Jay? Yeah, that, Jay's yeah. Company. Yeah, that, that's our Diddy Kong. Oh, uh, yeah, he could be there. Oh, well, Michael Sarah. Uh, that'd be good, too. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I'd be down for that. Uh, yeah, Michael Sarah would play a good Diddy Kong. Michael Sarah would have been a good Toad as well. I was just about to say, but Yes. Michael Sarah would have been a good toad. Yeah, who, honestly, we could cast this whole movie ourselves, man. We're, uh, what are they doing here? Uh, to, to be fair, Keegan-Michael yeah. Key's pretty good. I'm not going to hate on that. No, but it, it was, that's a good pick. Keegan-Michael Key, is, he's yeah. going to be good. So uh, let, let's get to the main one here. Chris Pratt as Mario. That's the controversial one. I, it's exactly what I expected, uh, pretty much. You know, some generic white guy, maybe. <laughs> maybe him, maybe, maybe you know, Chris Evans. And just... Any generic white guy probably would have been picked for yeah, the Mario role. I knew it wasn't going to be an Italian. They never are. Or an actual voice actor. I knew it was going to be an A-list celebrity. They're not going to have Mario played by non Yeah, it would have to be a celebrity. Character. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. Person. Yeah, no. You're right. 
So I'm not. They, they, I know a lot of people are wanting like actual video game voice actors to play Mario or play a lot of the main cast. Uh, I knew for sure Mario was getting handed to to an A-lister. Yeah, a, Illumination wasn't going to not do that. But yeah, um, Chris Pratt. Yeah, like be, I don't think he's going to be great. I, I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to sound like Mario at all. But you know, he'll do his own thing. I I, I don't think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be perfectly fine. I, I I don't think at the end of the movie will be wow. Mario, the movie's not going to be dependent on being good or bad on Chris Pratt. That's true. uh, On on his uh, his voice acting, I guarantee you. That's a good point, yeah. That's a good point, Tristan. The movie is going to be so bad because Illumination sucks at making movies that it's really not going to matter who voiced Mario. We're not going to be leaving the theater going, wow, that was a really great movie. I wish Chris Pratt didn't voice Mario. That really drained it down. We're going to be leaving... Yeah. Talking about how garbage it was and not even thinking about the voice actors. Like, this doesn't even matter. Or, hey, I'm still optimistic. I don't think this movie has no chance of being good. I think it is possible it's going to be really good. Like I said, though, I think when we walk out of that theater, the first thing we're thinking, I, I'm pretty confident when I say this, isn't going to be anything about Chris Pratt playing Mario. Mostly because I think he's going to do a pretty, pretty on-par job. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be exactly what you expect. Nothing exceptional. Nothing terrible. It'll, it will suffice. I like Chris Pratt. I think Chris Pratt's pretty funny. I like him in a lot of the stuff he's in. Uh, I would have... Is he my dream casting for Mario? Not at all. Do I think it's a terrible pick? And, you know, this movie's going to fail now because of it, like some people on the internet seem to claim. <laughs> no. Uh, well, to be fair, like, this is what I expected the Illumination cast to be for Mario. I knew it was going to be an A-lister. I knew yeah. it was going to be an A-lister. That'd be for and I thought that, like, all of the other characters were going to be like that. I just think maybe people are so focused on this because the rest of the cast is pretty solid. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think, look at this guy, I think this is better than the majority of people were expecting. I think people are just finding something to complain about. Yeah. No, I think, I was expecting them all to be like this. I thought it was just going to be a bunch of big names that really don't fit these characters, but we're just going to go along with it because Illumination says so. But no, I think this is the only one that doesn't make much sense. Uh, and so it just seems like more of a standout to everybody when they look at this group of characters. Yeah. But yeah, like it's it's fine. It's it's what I thought was going to happen. I'm just more so happy the rest of them were better than what I thought. Yeah, and and the rest of them were still like big name celebrities. They kind of pick like the best of all the big names, or at least a really really great option of all the big name celebrities for each of the characters. You know what I mean? So like, they never pick any actual voice actors or the original voice actors for these characters or anything like that. They only ever picked big-name celebrities, but at least they picked good ones. They picked very smartly, I think. Yeah, what would you say would be, like, your top two uh, names going in? Like, the two characters that you think are going to really carry the film. Like, we're going to walk out, like you said. We're not going to be talking about how crappy Chris uh, Pratt was as Mario. We're going to be talking about the standouts. What would be, like, the two perfect casting choices here? I think Mario is... I mean, I think Luigi is going to crush it as a comedic side character. I think Toad is going to be underutilized, but the moments he's in, he's really going to, you know, people are going to love those moments. Uh, like, you know, he'll steal the scenes when he's in them. And I, I think Bowser is going to be... Uh, I, I, and I think Bowser is, is going to be the one that if it's really good, I think the whole movie's going to be really good. And if it kind of wavers or isn't very great, I think the movie's going to really suffer. If there's one performance I do think the movie's going to help on, I think it will be Bowser's. And I, I think Jack Black's going to do this. I'm optimistic for the movie overall. So I, think, I think Jack Black's going to crush it, and, and, and I hope it's going to be pretty good. I'm kind of on the same page as you. I think everybody's going to be walking out saying, wow, Charlie Day as Luigi was really great. That was a really yeah. funny character, and I think people are going to be leaving saying, Jack Black was surprising. Like that, that was a really fun performance. That was really good. I think those are going to be the two that are going to be the talk of the town. Although I think for a lot of people, uh, I think the more surprising one is going to be Charlie Day as Luigi. I think he's a lesser-known quantity. I think yeah. most, like, you know, all of our par- our parents and our siblings, and everyone know, knows who Jack Black is. They know Jack Black's funny and great. So they're going to go and expecting him to be pretty good. I think most of them don't really know who Charlie Day is, or at least don't know the Charlie Day's name. They probably know his face if they saw it, but they don't know his name. Uh, and there are a lot of them going to walk out there going, wow, Luigi was hilarious. And I, I think it's going to be a, a pretty big, you know, I think Charlie Day is obviously a very well-known actor. A lot of people really know him, but I think he's not quite as mainstream as the rest of this cast, besides like Anna Taylor Joy and Keegan Michael Key, those three are probably the three you know lesser known quantities here. And I think Charlie Day is really going to be a uh, remembered after this one. Yeah, I think Charlie Day could have been a good uh, could have been a good Toad as well. He has that really squeaky voice, so he works well he for. He could have been a good Toad. Yeah, he and works also, good for Keegan Michael Key as Toadsworth and Michael Sarah as Toad. I think that would have been great. 
Yeah, 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 you're right. I think that would have been pretty fun, too. Keegan-Michael Key as Toadsworth would have been awesome. But Toadsworth is kind of a forgotten character now, even from Nintendo. So I'm not surprised they didn't, you know, put him in the movie. Or even Hear Me Out. I think uh, another fun com combination would have been get some really loud and obnoxious uh, female voice actress uh, to play Toadette. I'm trying to think of one on the Anna top of my head. Uh, sure. There we go. That's a good one. She Anna Kendrick. Really good. She would crush it. Who is, that, that's a really good pick. Who's super into Toad. And then and then Toad is Jonah Hill, where he's just like constantly like, get off me. Like, I, like you're, 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 like, you're trying Ooh, to... And then, Kendrick and Jonah Hill both worked really good. Yeah, he's trying to like act cool in front of Mario and Luigi the whole time. And Anna Kendrick's super into him. Jonah Hill could have also played a really great Toad. In, like that kind of Toad dimension. <laughs> Maybe everyone's wow. just a good Toad, Tristan. Maybe that's what we figured out. I, well, any sort of funny goofball would be a good Toad. Yeah. And the thing is, there are a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie has, very much has, like, a squeaky, annoying voice that works well for Luigi and Toad, because they're both very, like, annoying yet funny characters. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so so Charlie Day was a good get here. Uh, yeah, I, I think the cast is fine. Uh, you know, I have no issue with it. I am a little bummed while Luigi isn't in the movie. You know, I think him and Wario are going to be sort of like how they saved Tails and Knuckles for the second Sonic movie. I think they're saving Wario Waluigi and like Daisy and Toadette for like the second day uh, Mario movie. They still want some like the bigger name, well-known characters that everyone knows and remembers to, you know, have their introductions in the second movie. Maybe in a post-credit scene, you might see one of them. Probably Wario, if any. And Yoshi, another one. I don't think Yoshi's in the movie. Oh, that's a good pick. That's good. To be fair, uh, he doesn't really talk, so they just announced the voice cast. So it's possible Yoshi is still in us. Yeah, I could definitely see him being in it, to be honest. Because uh, I could also see him saving him, but I do think this doesn't, like, determine that because he doesn't actually have a voice. True. In all fairness, none of these characters really have voices before. At least not in those games. That's a good point. That's a good point. But, like, he's the only one that just says his name, right? Everyone else still says stuff. True. But they still have a voice actor. So, like, how, like, Vin Diesel plays Groot. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. They probably... We'd still get a big name for Yoshi. That's I hope fair. they'd get Vin Diesel again. Vin Diesel is Yoshi? Uh, I kind of hope Vin Diesel doesn't get any more jobs. I'm kind of tired of him. <laughs> I hope Vin Diesel gets all the jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you want to play Wario and Waluigi? Uh, that's a good question. Wario and Waluigi. Um, I think it has to be like a fun duo that we've seen in films before, right? Like a known quantity, like a known pairing. Like, what if Channing Tatum is Wario and Jonah Hill is Waluigi? And Jonah Hill, that's a good one. Yeah, Wario, but, but you, none of them really fit Waluigi. I was Waluigi. also thinking, what about Michael Myers? Right, or Mike Myers, oh my gosh. the one that's not the serial killer. <laughs> um, plays a uh, plays Wario, and Eddie Murphy <laughs> plays Waluigi. Could you imagine Eddie Murphy as Waluigi? That'd be awesome. I can't even imagine Mike Myers as Wario. Think about it, man. That'd be a good. That'd be good casting. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be casting, all right. Yeah, that would that would be something. I I'm down for it. Yeah, I don't know. I, to, to be fair, especially I don't like Vin Diesel. Like he wouldn't have been a too bad for Bowser. Like they wanted to go for like the deep menacing voice. That's true. Yeah, you just wouldn't be able to talk that much because I think Vin Diesel kind of gets confused with big words, so he can only say like a few things. They could have also just got like ja uh, like a um, Jason Momoa or a uh, Dwayne Johnson. That was the one I'm trying to get. Dwayne Johnson uh, is the one of more. Wait, hold on. Player. Why isn't Dwayne the Rock Johnson Donkey Kong? Because uh, they got Seth Rogen. Well, they probably can't afford him. To be fair, like in, in all fair, yeah, yeah, that that would have been it. Like he would be the dream casting for Donkey Kong. I never thought of that, but he would be the best. It would um, be pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, it, you know, Illumination's yeah, trying to get big names but not pay the big bucks. Exactly. Imagine like The Rock as Donkey Kong and like Zac Efron as a uh, as Diddy Kong. <laughs> yeah, that would have yeah, been that, would be, that would be good. That would that's the dream cast right there. That would be pretty fun. Yeah, um, man. I honestly now I'm just sold that like or, The Rock would be good. Or we could have had him a um, Bowser and Bowser Junior instead with Zac Efron and a. Uh, the Rock. Or hear me out, Dwayne The Rock Johnson plays a thwomp because he's a rock. Oh my gosh, that'd be like the best cameo ever. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, he just drops in for one scene. He's like, Wah! Yeah, I hope they have like a bunch of those wild, random characters just randomly appear every oh, now and then. Oh, yeah. But like, surprise. Be, be, yeah. Like, Bullet Bills and Koopas and Koopa Troopas. Yeah, I exactly. I know Kamek's already been announced for sure. They announced the voice actor for Kamek. I can't remember who it is. Yeah, there's some rando. Yeah.
Yeah, no, that, that would have been pretty fun. It would have been good if they had, like, actual voice actors play, like, the, you know, the main five characters so we have, you know, actual good voice work going on and then have all the celebrities play, like, Bullet Bill and a Goomba and stuff. But then you can't really put them all like the posters, like the names on the top. Well, of the I under posters. I understand that, Tristan. Yeah, I, I know what well, Illumination's only, doing. Quentin, the only reason they want the big name celebrities is for the marketing. They don't give a fuck with the actors. Yeah, all right. True. Yeah, you're. So I know. Why would they want to pay the big money for big names? They're yeah. not able to market. I know how it works. I know it's 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 sad, but you know that would been pretty fun. Yeah, so I don't think Chris Pratt is the best choice. I don't even think Seth Rogen's the best choice for Donkey Kong. I know you love him, Trist. But uh, for the rest of the cast, honestly, I think it's a pretty solid group. And it does make me a little more excited for the film. I, I think it's going to be a good time. I think it's going to be a fun, hot mess. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I really hope this movie's good. Yeah. I hope Illumination really surprised. Do we want to call it out? Are we going to say top two Illumination films? Obviously, I don't think it's going to be as good as Despicable Me because that was the only time they cared about making a movie. But I think it, I think it could be the second best. Oh, I think so. I yeah. hope so, anyway. I hope so, too. I, you what know, is second best right now, huh? Or oh, my gosh. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a list for next summer. Um, so I'll get back to you in about... You know, ten months, but I can't even tell you to be honest. I've only seen like five of them. I think I've seen all of them. They haven't made very many of them. So. Yeah, but I haven't seen that many. I've seen the two Life of Pet movies because we had to watch the second one for 2019. So I saw those two. I've seen the first two Despicable Me movies, and then I saw Lorax, and then I saw Hop. So I've seen six. And there's also Sing. Yeah, I haven't seen and that. All the sequels to. The Despicable movie. Yeah, and, and then Minions. Minions. I haven't seen that. There's Minions two coming I mean, out. They have one other like like original one. I can't. I think. Uh, probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they. I'm sure they've made. Oh, oh, the the Grinch. The Grinch. Yeah, the Grinch. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Um, I saw that at least parts of it. Yeah. So was, you know, yeah. there's quite yeah. a few I need to watch. Uh, what would you say is your second the top of mind? Probably Hop. Yeah, I don't remember loving Hop. Uh, so I think at the top of my mind, I'll probably just say the first Secret Life of Pets. I thought that was just mediocre. So yeah, maybe that one. Yeah, that that one was fine. The, the second one was it's terrible. Um, it's awful. It's worse than Dear Evan Hansen. So you know. I, oh yeah, it's like barely even a movie. It's, it's not a movie. Like, it is not a movie. They, they were going to make a show. They couldn't come up with enough ideas. So they said, ah, well, we got like three ideas. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. It's movie. three mini episodes put together in an, a movie format. Like, they do not connect. It's terrible. No, they never connect. They never lead up to anything. They're no. never important. That no, was absolutely horrible. But Chris Rock is there. Do you think Chris Rock could play somebody in the Mario world? Who would he be the best pick for? Chris Rock in the Mario world? Will Bowser Jr.? Oh, actually, he would be pretty good as Bowser Jr. Yeah, we never thought about Bowser Jr. He would definitely be in the sequel, right? They would definitely... Oh, yeah, Bowser Jr. would him. be in the sequel for sure. Yeah. Uh, who would like be the best kid. Bowser Jr.? Chris Rock and Jack Black working together for Bowser and Bowser Jr., that'd be pretty good. Yeah, that would be pretty good. That would be good. Um, yeah, uh, you know what? I'm trying to think of like a better Bowser Jr. Yeah, he might be one of the, the top picks here. Uh, that, that would be a good one. Yeah, I think he'd be pretty fun. I'm trying to think of people top of my head. Yeah, no, he seems like he'd be, uh, yeah, he'd be a good pick. So anyways, yeah, that is the cast for Mario. That's not coming out until the Christmas uh, season of 2022, so not for another year or so. Uh, you know, should be fine. Uh, this this Christmas, I'll be watching Tragedy of Macbeth opening night, and then a, and then a year later, I'll be watching the Mario movies. <laughs> no, great Christmas films. Those are a lot of great films. Well, well, what's with these films being the Christmas films? Like, uh, like, do we no longer make Christmas movies? I feel like Mario and Macbeth, I feel like these are Is weird Mario choices. Is Mario coming out on Christmas Day or just around Christmas season? Uh, tw- the 22nd, so Christmas season. Okay. Yeah, Macbeth kind of makes sense to me. because you got to think one. Picture somebody who, on Christmas, right, wants to go see a movie because they don't really have much else to do. They don't want to go watch a Christmas movie because they don't like Christmas movies. What kind of movie would that person like? And what kind of person would like the tragedy of Macbeth? I think we have the same person here, Quentin. It's called counter-programming. I think it's going to work brilliant. How dare you? That is really rude. Am I wrong, though? Uh, no, you're probably not wrong. But uh, I know, I'm sure you haven't seen the trailer for it, Tristan, right? Uh, of course not. Don't get me wrong. I, myself, am excited for the tragedy yeah. of Macbeth. 
I like Shakespearean dramas, and I like you know the Coen Brothers and Denzel Washington's awesome. Yeah, and Coen's always great. I, I I'm excited for this movie. I'm yeah. not gonna go watch it on Christmas because I got better things to do. But I'm very excited for this movie. Yeah, I will uh, watch it on Christmas. I, I I probably will. But I also don't have like, you know, I'm gonna hang out with my family Christmas, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's fair. Like I don't really got much to do besides watch tragedy. And if I, was, if I was gonna go see a movie on Christmas, I'd probably go see a Christmas movie. on yeah, I don't think there is any Christmas movies this year. I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like they well, kind of... Yeah, we don't really hear Christmas movies announced until, like, just before Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they really get, like, announced too far in advance. That's true. There's no marketing for it. All that all that often. So. They don't really need to market it, because what? It's just a Christmas movie. There's nothing else to it. So, yeah, yeah you know. You want to go see a Christmas movie? All right. Well, you got three options. You got the one meant for kids. You got the rom-com. And then you got the overall, just the generic, you know, the big one of the summer. Those are your three picks. You know what I mean? That's pretty much it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah that's pretty much all you got. But yeah, the, uh, the the movie of Tragedy of Macbeth looks fantastic, and the reviews have been like really hyping this film up. So apparently, it's gonna it's it's really good. It's it's gonna be a really good film. So I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be quite good. And yeah. Macbeth is a great. And and you know I uh, I at the very beginning of the year I had three films: Tragedy of Macbeth, French Dispatch, Last Night in Soho. Those are the three. That have been hyping up this whole year, uh, and apparently uh, French Dispatch and Last Night in Soho are not great. So you know, I'm glad that I at least got one of them right, Tristan. I was a little worried that I just picked a bunch of stinkers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you haven't seen any of them yet. I'm yeah, sure all of them. <laughs> no, no. To be fair, yeah, no. To be fair, I am. They're still my top three. I am still extremely excited for them, but I'm less optimistic that like you guys will love all of them because they're apparently they're not like the best. But I'm excited for them. Don't get that wrong. And that's so mad. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm I'm watching French Dispatch opening night in three weeks' time, baby. And I'm watching Last Night in Soho opening night in four weeks' time. I am stoked. Uh, October's going to be great. It's going to be good. And he's watching Tragedy of Beth opening night in three months' time. Heck yeah. Uh, and also, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out uh, Christmas week exactly, as well. Exactly three months from today, Quentin. Oh. Right. On the dot. Uh, so they're both coming out the first week, or uh, sorry, the, the week of the Christmas holidays, right? Spider-Man and, and Macbeth? Macbeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, isn't No Way Home coming out the 22nd, or am I wrong? I think No Way Home's coming out earlier, for sure, yeah. It's not coming out on Christmas. Yeah, so... It's probably coming out whenever the Friday, or technically the Thursday, or whatever day movies come out now on, before Christmas is. Right, yeah, so... Two big movies coming out in one week in December. That seems pretty rare, doesn't it? I feel like December normally doesn't well, have like the big movies. Path, I don't really know if that's a big movie. No, no, no. no sorry, fans. sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. I, I meant to say like two films that are, like two of my top five of anticipating. Like two pretty exciting films for me at least. But yeah, you're right. Not like big blockbuster. All right. So speaking of big blockbusters, uh, we finally gotten some information on Christopher Nolan's new film trust. Have we? I did not see this. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, wait, oh, wait, I think I might. What's the information? It is what I'm thinking. So we have a list of demands he has for making the movie, and we know what the movie is going to be about, and that the film... Oh, see, I've heard the list of demands. I have no idea what the movie's called or what it's going to be about or anything like that, but I've heard the list yeah, and that it's going to be with Universal. So he left Warner Brothers. He's now with Universal. We have that information as well. It's going to be about... World War II and the uh, construction of the atomic bomb. Oh, right. You know, I have it. Right. Yeah, my bad. It's a, uh, like a biopic on Ottenheimer, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be good. That sounds really good. You know, it does sound like my thing, but, uh, you know, Nolan knows how to make movies interesting, so I'm sure it's going to be fun. But we also got a list of his demands, uh, which is, I'm assuming, what he threw out to all the companies and whoever accepted these demands uh, got to have his film. And some of these are, you know, pretty reasonable and some of them are pretty interesting. Uh, the first one being has to have a $100 million production budget uh, and a $100 million marketing budget, which is pretty good. Uh, that's actually super cheap, I think. Um, yeah, $100, yeah. I mean, it seems reasonable for sure, yeah. I mean, at this point, any sort of big film realistically any sort of big movie you want like if you're hiring him to do a big movie you're probably going to want it to have a 100 million dollar marketing budget you know what i mean you're going to want to promote the film so that doesn't seem like too extreme of a marketing budget and then 100 million production budget doesn't seem too extreme uh especially for a movie that's going to be about the atomic bomb there's obviously going to be certain special effects in that film and all the sex always have you know lots of practical effects and that yeah. kind of stuff so 
yeah, the budget seems pretty reasonable. The market budget seems pretty reasonable. Those demands seem fairly, fairly normal. Yeah, I haven't checked his other films budget-wise recently, but I imagine at the top of mind, this has to be cheaper than all of his more recent films. Like, there's no way Dunkirk and Tenet is less than $100 million. I don't want to think so, especially not Dunkirk. Yeah. I haven't even seen Dunkirk, but just the look of what I saw from the trailer uh, and the Tenet itself I've seen, and it seems like it's got quite a bit going on. So I can't imagine it's more than $100 million. Uh, but another one is uh, one of the more bigger ones. He wants 20% of the first dollar box office gross. What does that, like, first dollar mean? So I think before they take away, like, uh, like all the like the costs of everything. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, that, I think that's one of the more bigger ones. I think he's kind of like, okay, only $100 million budget. Uh, you don't need, I don't need a lot of money to make the film, but I want you to spend a lot of money for me to earn from the film. So I think that's more of the big hit there. But he also wants total creative control, which is a total Nolan thing. This well, <laughs> was assumed. Also. Like, if you're going to pay, if you're going to pay the big money and we just went over how much it would cost him to pay Nolan to get him to this film, like if you're paying the money to get a big name director like Nolan, Spielberg, Scorsese, right? And you're not going to go in creative control, then what's the point of hiring, paying the big money for a big name director if you're just going to tell him what to do anyways? You could have just gotten any other pencil pusher who costs half as much and doesn't have the big name behind it. You know what I mean? You just want to tell him what to do. So the full creative control seems pretty normal to me. I agree. I think this is uh, definitely kind of just assumed, especially with a lot of the big name directors. Uh, creative control just seems like the natural choice here. Like, yeah, exactly. I've Like Netflix with The Irishman and Scorsese, you got to do whatever he wanted. And, you know, uh, he made a really long movie and Netflix didn't step in at once. They said, that's fine. Do whatever you want. Uh, the only time Netflix has ever stepped in uh, is obviously the Marilyn Monroe film that we mentioned a few weeks ago. Uh, they stepped in because they were not too excited about that film. But other than that, they have never once, to my knowledge, have ever stepped in on a creative process. So I thought this would have been something Netflix could have used. But then we get to the 100-day theatrical run minimum. Uh, yeah. And so right now, the, right now, the industry average traditionally was 90 days. But now we're very much seeing the whole shift towards the 45-day uh, theatrical window is what looks like on the other side of the pandemic we're going to have a 45 day exclusivity window in theaters for most studios seems to be the commonplace a uh, time now but um so he, he he's not only going back to the traditional 90 day but he wanted to he wants to slap an extra 10 days on there just to really make a point that yeah you know he's for the theaters and wants the theatrical exhibition but honestly i don't think this is a big deal you got to think if they're still just discussing the terms of the contract right now, they are so far out in making this movie. By the time this movie does come out, hopefully everything will be, you know, it's going to be three years from now. So everything should be completely opened up by then. So, you know, having an actually long theatrical window might feel very weird, especially because most of the movies at that point in time probably won't be doing that. But it won't be like, well, with people who can't go to theaters because it's not safe anymore. Because at that point, ideally, right. it's going to be safe, right? So I, at least, like, it won't be an issue with the pandemic. It'll just be longer before you can stream it at home. So if you hate movie theaters for other reasons besides, you know, health and safety aspects, um, then that sucks to suck. Yeah, exactly. It's more so just to make a point. I think, I even think at that point of when the film is released, most other movies will be doing the 45-day window. I think that's kind of going to be the new norm here because people are getting used to it. And it seems to be pretty logical on all fronts. But he... So this 100 days might seem like quite a big difference in contrast to that. But yeah, I think I think people are kind of expecting that from a Nolan movie. I think everybody knows these are theater films. He will not put this on streaming for at least 100 days. So it makes sense. And I think this is probably what lost a Netflix. I think they, they said they would do anything to get it. But 100 days is a long time for Netflix. Yeah, and I do think we're going to sort of see Netflix put some of their, their higher-end films in theaters and stuff, but most definitely not with a 100-day exclusivity window. No. If any exclusivity window, I would expect it to be at the 45. I think they were willing to do 45 days for Nolan, but yeah, I think the, the 100 is quite... Like, they have to wait over three months for their own movie to be on their own service. That seems that seems tough for them. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, and then the final little note here that he has for his demands 
the studio is not allowed to release another movie three weeks before or three weeks after his film is out, which is pretty normal for some big films. So this one doesn't seem too crazy. That, feel, that feels pretty standard. Um, yeah, I can't see why that would be an issue at all. Like right now, some people might be looking at that as possibly an issue because right now studios are, of course, putting films within three weeks of one another. But traditionally, if you look at scheduling, most of the time you wouldn't be putting your films three weeks away from one another anyways. So it's more so just normal business practices. Except for maybe someone like like Disney that has lots of different studios, and thus for they kind of have to, and of course lots of different studios making movies for different markets, so they can put movies you know a week away from one another without eating up too much shared real estate. But it, it's really not a big big issue here at all. Right, I think even Disney have they been doing a pretty good job? I feel like what they had Jungle Cruise, and then a good few months later they had like. Shang-Chi. That was about like two months, right? So what do they have in between that? Um. Now, I think Cruella and Jungle Cruise were pretty close together. I don't think that was three yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I yeah. think Cruella and Jungle Yeah, but I feel like even, yeah, even this year, even though this year is an exception, I still feel like they've done a pretty good job spacing them out within three weeks. Uh, I don't think Warner Brothers has because they had so many movies released this year. But someone like Universal, I don't think Universal has had like four movies released this year. So I think they're fine. Yeah, it, it's really not an issue. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's the demands that Christopher Nolan has. Uh, most of them seem pretty doable. Uh, the hundred days. I have also, I just want to this one out for that clause there at the end, the three weeks, no movies before or after. I just see, see some people online being like, he wants no other movies in theaters for six weeks around his film. Go look at other studios to agree. I'm like, no, he was only saying this to this studio. Just Universal can't put movies out in those three weeks. Disney and Paramount and all the other studios can still put movies out even the same week as this movie comes out, right? That's not what he's saying. Right. Just not the studio making this movie. Uh, so there will be other films around the same time period, just not Universal films. Exactly. And, and that's normally how it is done. So, yeah, it's nothing too yeah. crazy. Yeah, I, I really don't know why Universal would want to put two movies, you know, a week away from one another. Except maybe, like, an, an Illumination animated film. Because, you know, no one's going to see an Ottenheimer movie going to be persuaded by Secret Life of Pets 3. Also, I don't think anyone's going to care if Secret Life of Pets 3 gets delayed two weeks because of, you know, the new Nolan film. I don't think it's really going to be that big of a, a deal either way. I don't know. People love those Illumination movies, Trist. It's true, especially the sequel I have a pet one. Yeah, don't even get me started on that. Yeah, they they love it. They gobble yeah, that up. They do. Yeah, so, can't get enough of them dogs. So the final story here is a bit of an interesting one. Vans, uh, the shoe company, is releasing four uh, horror movie themed shoes. Uh, so they're releasing a kind of a Halloween lineup here. Even though it's only September, they're going to be releasing four it. shoes or four pairs of shoes. Meaning eight shoes total. <laughs> a pair of shoes. Okay. Double check on that side. <laughs> uh, yeah. My apologies. I'm glad you corrected me on that. But yeah, we have uh, four pairs here for four pretty iconic horror films. I'll uh, send you uh, the photos over here now. But right. uh, maybe just can help describe these shoes here for you off the horror collection that they're calling it. Uh, but they're based off of uh, four pretty well-known uh, horror films obviously there's going to be nightmare on elm street the shining friday the 13th and it the nightmare on elm street ones are lame <laughs> the nightmare on elm street ones are just like high cut like sneaker kind of shoes a uh and they got they're like stripes on them and like the red and green stripes like on on freddy's shirt yeah that's so funny because Trista, I was thinking the only one I think is good is the Nightmare on Elm Street one. So I think that's funny that you thought that was the worst one. Yeah, it's just boring. Like, I but look like, at that and go, oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I look at that and go, oh, that's weird. The guy just had to paint his shoes. Are you meant to wear these or are you meant to just put them up on display? I guess for display, the other ones are nice. But these are the only wearable ones. You're not going to be walking around with some dumb Jason mask. No, the ones, ones are totally wearable. <laughs> the Friday the 13th ones are the only ones I really see as not being wearing. If you're, if you're just wearing the Shining or the It ones, you wouldn't really go, those are super weird looking shoes. Like the Friday the 13th ones you would. But at least you look at them, and if you look at them for any period of time, you go, oh, that's kind of cool. They're kind of funky. They got, you know, the red balloons on it from It, or they got the Shining logo. I almost definitely think those two are the best two, by far. 
Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I think the I think the Friday the Thirteenth is the worst one. It's got like a big yeah, mask on one. one off, so you guys can't see them. There is a uh, like a regular van. I think it was like the the really thin like walking to van style with no laces or anything. But and they're completely painted. Uh, and they say like Friday the Thirteenth on one, and then the other one has a uh, the the classic Jason mask, bully mask on the other shoe. They're really well done. They're most of the nicest like like art piece displayed. I would say. Yeah. Um, like they're the most unique looking. Um, I don't know. They look like they're hand painted and everything. Like they look really nice. They just, like to wear. It's just silly. Like they're just ridiculous to wear. Yeah, it's exactly. More of a, it's more. It's more of an art, just painted onto a shoe than anything else. So they're really nice looking. They just would never wear. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're gonna like display this in your house, do people display shoes? I don't know what people with shoes do, but uh, they're, they're crazy. People collect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like how people are, like comic books or action figures and boxes and stuff. People have the shoes and they have them like in the glass cases all on the wall. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, these would be nice in a glass case. These look these yeah. look cool, uh, but they're just not wearable. They're just so like no, tacky they're not looking. Wearable at yeah. All. I now the um the it ones are so the same sort of style as here, like the flat walkers. But these ones got like the the little laces at the very top, and they're checkered, like those classic, you know, the black and white checkered ones. But in some of the checkers, they got like the red balloons, and then on the sides where it's all black, they got the red balloons also. So it's basically just like your classic vans with red balloons popping up on different spots. Yeah. So those ones are very much wearable. Yeah. Um, I, you know, they don't, they don't look ridiculous. They're just your classic vans with red balloons on them. I just don't think they're super it-related. Like, when I look at a red balloon, I do think it. I also think Ronald McDonald, and I also think Winnie the Pooh. So, you know, like, like red balloon isn't like the, you know. I don't look at these, and it screams horror movie to me. Yeah, I don't really, yeah, that's my thing. This one, if you show me the shoes, I would have been like, oh, that's a cool design with balloons. Cool, yeah. It's yeah. Like, no, it's fine. It's got red balloons on I, I, w- I would never guess it. Now, there is words on the side of it. You can't, in the angle that we're looking at this photo, we can't make it out. True. And so, I bet you it says you will float too. That's what it is. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I, I couldn't figure it out, but you're right. I that's what it is. At all, I'm just guessing. Why would you put anything else on there except for two? It makes so much sense with the balloons and even on shoes. You know what I mean? I, I think that you'll float too, really makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I I was trying to figure it out, but I forgot. I don't remember much of the film, but you're right. That's absolutely what it says because I can make up the two at the end. So that makes it a bit better. Uh, speaking of the writing on the shoes, the shining one, my favorite part of all of these shoes is the the wording on the shining on like the the bottom sole of the shoe. It says uh, the the right rum all across the shoe, and that's cool. Uh, that's my favorite part of all the shoes. I really like that. I just the the top of the shoe the best overall i think the shining ones are yeah they're super wearable the only issue with the shining ones the shining ones are once again this higher up high cut a laced sneakers that van that vans makes a um and like the front is all black like a black belt but on the sides it's yellow and it has like you know the the yellow shining posters like the shining the big bold letters in the person's face and the t for the shining and like the yellow background it's like that and it's like Printed all on the sides, so like a bunch of times the shining, the shining, the shining, a whole bunch of times. Uh, I really like it. I think the bright yellow might be the only to be a little who has yellow shoes, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think they look cool. They scream horror movie, they scream the shining to me, and they're wearable. I think they're my favorite of the four. Yeah, I like the yellow and black clashing. It's just it's just the logo of the film repeated over and over. It's like a weird pattern. I don't really love like that they went that route. But I, I like the yellow and black, and I like the red rum. So I'm probably with you. This might be my favorite. Uh, I'm between this. Yeah, this one's probably my favorite. It's the most unique. Yeah, I also I think the other, the Nightmare on Elm Street one is just boring. It's just like the stripes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is pretty boring. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking it's probably the most wearable, but you're right. Uh, the, the Shining one is still pretty wearable, and it looks nice as well. Uh, yeah, the Nightmare on Elm Street, if you guys have seen that film. I haven't even seen it, but obviously I know. Uh, about his t-shirt it's just the iconic black and red t-shirt uh it's green and in red. that style uh, it's kind of hard to tell in the picture there oh okay okay so i guess that's the color see i don't even know but and then it's got like blood stained on it with it uh, you know it looks fine it looks like a horror shoe uh but at least it does look basic you know it doesn't look anything too creative yeah, it, it doesn't really scream it looks more like something like emo kids in high school on their <laughs> yeah 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 I feel like, yeah i feel like if you're 12 and you got like emo hair and stuff you might buy the pick up these shoes or it looked like you would just buy regular vans and paint them yourself yeah yeah exactly um uh, where the other three are all much more unique i think yeah, much i more agree specialized. where like the the it ones just aren't i look at the shoe and it's just red balloons on a shoe you can't really tell if it's it or, or not and then the friday 13 ones are really well done and really nice looking they just i would never wear them that's fair 
That's fair. What if uh, for the for the shining one? What if instead of like the logo, instead of going for the black and yellow color, which isn't really too much of a theme in the film, it's more so black and green, right? What if they did the same black design, but instead of the yellow, it's green. And it's like uh, and it's just like a maze design, right? Like the vertical view of the uh, the maze. Oh, like the bird's eye view. Yeah, the bird's eye view. The bird's eye view of the maze. Yeah, like the maze that, design. That, yeah, I, I think that would be nice. Yeah, and then still keep the red rum, obviously. I, I love, that's my favorite part of the show. The red rum's really cool. I also really like the Yule float, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I kind of like a quote from the film on the bottom. I think that helps. It's also possible that Friday the 13th has that. We just can't see it at all from the picture because we can't really see the souls. Uh, at least not, like, both the other two. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's on the outside, so we couldn't see the it. Outside. I haven't yeah, seen Friday so the 13th. Do they have an iconic quote? Well, Jason never talks. Yeah, I don't think he did. No, so I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what you would write on there. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Uh, and then famously, me and you are watching the Halloween movies for a podcast later. What would the Halloween shoe look like? Ooh, question. Hmm. Like without doing basically do with the Friday Thirteenth, but with the other mask. Yeah, maybe that's why they went with Friday the 13th, that design, because Friday the 13th and Halloween, it's just a slasher, and there's not really too much visual character to the film, right? Like, there's no red balloon, there's no, I guess, shining icon. Um, it's very much just the iconic mask that you could show, right? So it's kind of tough. Uh, with Halloween, there's most definitely the iconic knife. Yeah, I, I, was think, I was thinking thinking the knife, too, somehow. Uh, or we think of like a knife pattern, like what we have with the Shining shoe, where you just have like a bunch yeah, of little knives. Yeah, could do something like that. What would be the perfect color for it? Purple? Like dark purple? Doesn't like purple and orange, but they're very Halloween color. In the Halloween movies, they don't do lean into the whole, it's Halloween. Yeah, and, and, and actually, uh, now that you say orange, I think that'd be a good one, because every film starts with a pumpkin, and it's got a lot yeah, of orange so to it. Yeah, it would be like a black shoe, like the black sole and the black felt, like the Shining. Yeah. But it's got a uh, like a purple background with like little knives on it, and I might say like Halloween and orange writing, and it have like orange laces and like orange accents around the sole and stuff. Yeah, it gives some kind of Halloween colors. Yeah, I think that could have worked. I would do. Have they done this Halloween thing before? They've done like four previous films. I'm not too sure of that. Maybe they'll do it not next that year. I know of. Yeah, I've never heard of this before. The 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 I'm horror collection. I'm not a sneakerhead. I just know sneakerheads exist. Yeah, yeah, I think if I was into sneakers, I would love to have the like ones based off of movies. It gives them more character. Well, that's what you are also into movies. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think it gives it like character. Right? It kind of gives it like, uh, you know, it makes it unique. Well, yeah, it sort of blends two things you really like, your hobby and collecting And a movie you watch when you're a kid or a movie you enjoy. Sort of blends them together, I think. Yeah, no, for sure, yeah. So like how we're getting a movie based on a video game that we used to really enjoy. Yeah, yeah, we're more stoked for the Mario one, but you know, if you're a big It fan like our brother, maybe he's stoked for these shoes. Well, and if you're also a real shoe guy, right? We're yeah. movie guys, and we're getting a Mario movie. We would still be kind of interested in Mario shoes, but we wouldn't care as much. Yeah, we, we would talk about it on the podcast, but we would not buy a pair. We wouldn't buy it. But we're definitely going to go watch this movie, like the weekend it comes out. Uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. I'm not going to go watch it in a theater. Oh, really? I'm for sure seeing this one. Give me a freaking Mario I refuse. I, I'm sorry. I refuse to buy a single ticket for Illumination. I will not. Oh, no, what you do, Quentin, is you buy a ticket to another movie and you walk into this one anyways. You still buy a ticket. All right. Okay. I'll do that. I Yeah, I, I will support the theaters. I will support, like, I'll buy another ticket for Tragedy of Macbeth if it came out this year. Like, I, yeah, I'll, I'll say. Yeah. You do the reverse of how kids would sneak into R-rated movies, where you buy a ticket for the movie and walk into the R-rated one. You buy the ticket for the R-rated movie, you walk into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it kind of balances it out, right? Like there's gonna exactly. be, yeah, there's gonna be tons of kids. Yeah, a bunch of kids uh, buying the Mario ticket to go watch Tragedy of Macbeth or whatever uh, artsy weird film is. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the R-rated movie teenagers are seeing. Yeah. Yeah, Tristan. Uh, yeah, this Christmas it's gonna be me and a bunch of ten-year-olds watching Tragedy of Macbeth opening night. Yeah, it's, they're going to love it. It's going to be a wild time. Oh, yeah. They love those Shakespearean yeah. tragedies. Well, speaking of Shakespeare, do you think this is going to be a movie, Tragedy Macbeth, that like the English teacher is going to show their kids in 20 years' time? No, it's going to be R-rated. It looks definitely like more PG-13. 
yeah, adaptations. And also, I feel like there's probably more truthful adaptations to the. To the that's to true. The no, 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 no that, that, that's fair. This is definitely, I've heard, uh, it's very much a Shakespeare film. Like, it's going to have the dialogue. It's going to be very heavy Shakespeare lingo, but it's still got its, co like, its Cohen charm. Like, it's still got its own story. So you're right. It's not going to be that faithful, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I mean, me and the kids will be watching that. We'll pay for the, they'll pay for the Mario ticket. I'll pay for the Macbeth ticket and we'll switch seats. Um, yeah, it evens out. It's, it's, I guess that's how it works. I'm going to Mario in theaters. Now that I came up with this plan, I might go do that. Yeah, yeah like, I, I, I don't want to give Illumination any more money. They, they yeah. hate movies. They just love money. Like, they don't give a fuck about movies. So, you know, I, okay, now I might watch Mario in theaters. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll let you watch it first. You can tell me if it's any good, Tris. Let me know if uh, Donkey Kong's got the Rogan laugh. If he does, you have to watch it. No, if he does, you I gotta do. hear that Rogan laugh through Donkey Kong's voice on the big screen, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really need to have the surround sound to feel it. Yeah, he, he's in the room laughing with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, that's everything on our end. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Trist? No, that's it, man. All right, well, have a fantastic day, guys.